0: Welcome to the Living and Thriving with a Chronic Illness podcast. You'll be joining smiling Sonia on her daily morning. She shares information and personal insights into her own journey managing flare-ups of her condition, Molaray's meningitis. Smiling Sonia back again and uh, 11th of July 2020. I can't even remember whether I said the date in the last one. And uh, documenting, journaling my um, my sixth viral meningitis attack. I'm in hospital at the moment. This is part two. Um, when I was recording part one I thought I was going to be able to <clears throat> um, just do it in one go and then I oh, started feeling so ill. So I have I had some um, paracetamol about an hour or so ago so um, I perked up. <laughs> so hence I'm um, recording now although um, it takes a little while, I've still got a slight head, headache, but I'm um, feeling much better than I did a little while ago when I was recording. So, um, yeah, so I think I've, I've got up to, um, that it only took three hours and to get the the drip on. And the doctor actually said to me that um, I'd, I'd had a CT scan a few weeks ago, which I had. Um, I came in for, uh, for a CT scan to do with the hernia that I've been diagnosed with and I'm due to have an operation. Uh, the CT scan was cancelled because I was due to have it just before lockdown or just yeah, around lockdown time and so um, it was rescheduled obviously so apparently on the scan it shows that I have liver liver cysts cysts in my liver or cysts on my liver <laughs> whatever it is and so they want to treat me with antibiotics for that as well uh, they don't know whether that's linked to my head and uh yeah so i was seen got to the ward trying to i'm trying to remember in what order things went i'm not sure the order but at some point well it must have been at some point thursday evening yes thursday evening when i was on the ward. on the ward and I'm in my own room. Always was in my own room. <laughs> um, the, the, the doctor said about uh, having a lumbar puncture. And I said, I don't want a lumbar puncture. I have a lumbar puncture every time I come in. And she said, well, I suppose it's not going to show us anything different to what we already know. And I'm thinking, right, so I do not want a lumbar puncture. She said, however, we'll need to speak to, she needs to speak to whoever she needs to speak to. And I may, they may decide. And I said, I really don't want to have a lumbar puncture. Okay. I think you're getting the message that I did not want to have a lumbar puncture. And then a little while later, um, they come in and say, the doctor wants me to have a lumbar puncture. And I was thinking, oh, can I, can I sort of say that I, I don't want it? And then she said, well, you know, they they need they want to be able to, um, what's the word? Well, make sure there isn't anything else going on. There's a simpler word than that, but I can't I can't find the word in my head at the moment. Um, rule out. That's it. They want to rule out. I try not to panic. I have that quite a lot. So these days, I know when I can't capture the words, not to panic about it. And if I allow myself, if I'm patient, then it'll just come to me. Sometimes, anyway. <laughs> so I thought, well, actually, if something, if some, some, if I did deteriorate and there was something else and it was found that the lumbar puncture would have found it then obviously I would regret that decision so I said okay then now as I said I've had each time I've come in I've had at least one lumbar puncture on some there's been some occasions when I've had more than one I think there was one hospital visit where I may have had three lumbar punctures during the time I was there. Now, what I found the last time I was in, in 2018, when I had a lumbar puncture, and this was all happening, so if you can imagine, they've not started treating me yet. I'm telling them that, how I can, because I'm in so much pain, I was actually in a lot of pain because I'd been, I mean, here hours, my son was with me. If you can imagine how distressing it must have been for my son to see me in the condition that I was. And they wanted to give me a lumbar puncture, I remember. And uh, and they, i I think they don't, I might be wrong, that they don't do many lumbar punctures. <laughs> when one comes in. The doctors want to practice. And so they had somebody practicing on me. And oh my gosh. In the end. The, the obviously experienced doctor had to take over. And so if you can imagine. you Imagine how traumatic that was. Because the needle's being put into your spine to draw fluid. And if it's hitting the wrong place plus there's something about your spine there's something maybe you have this there's something about a needle going into your spine that somehow <laughs> does not feel comfortable just the thought of it so that's that's what's in my head that's what's in my head i'm going to have a lumbar puncture and that's going to be my experience and and also the other I'm, why am i i'm not that easy <laughs> can't get blood out of me because my veins are so small and they, they're so deep. They seem to shut down when the needle comes near. But I have a, so I have a slight curve in my spine, apparently. So when, when that, I found that out in 2018, so when I lay down, usually I do you do it laying down, and they're trying to do it and, do it and they realise that actually because of the curvature in my spine, it was difficult to get in the gap. And so it has to be done with me sitting up. Right. So the doctors come in to do the lumbar puncture at about one o'clock in the morning. Okay. So another reason I don't like coming into hospital is that you're ill and you're constantly being disturbed. I understand. I've got to treat you. But you can't. You just you just I just want to be quiet and just sleep <laughs> anyway. So, two doctors and the sister comes in, and um, they tell me what they're going to do. They're very clear, and then they, they, and I'm thinking, oh, I've got two, you know. And the way they're talking, very posh voices, very upper class voices. I may be stereotyping here, but they're very well spoken, the both of them. And I thought, I think it all. And they weren't like youngsters, youngsters, I'm assuming that. So I'm making an assumption, I but they seem very mature. And I thought, ooh, I've got a couple of experienced doctors here. As you would, possibly. And I, so I'm told that I've got to lie with my back towards them, push myself to the edge of the bed and curl myself up, which I do. Um, At at one point, at which point I do say, I do say to them, um, actually, they usually do it with me sitting up because I have a slight curve in my spine. And then actually, as I, as they look, they say, oh, actually you have. However, they do continue, because I've got to see if they can, they do continue to prod my back to try and find the right spot, but of course, they can't, and then I do have to sit up in the end. So I sit up and I have to sort of bend over for, forwards and I have to keep really still, and they're they're prodding around the bottom of my spine and they're pushing in on my hip bones, and they've obviously got to align things because they've got to find the right place. I might, or actually, I might. Look for a YouTube video. That's what, how I might. I would like to see it, see what happens. I will, yeah, I'm going to have a look. Anyhow, so he's pushing his nail in, obviously marking the spot. And then I realise, of course, that this, this doctor has not done one before, and the other one is teaching him. <sighs> and then I'm thinking, Oh no! Is it going to be? So I'm I'm running ahead of myself. I'm doing that. I'm thinking about what's happened in the past, and then looking ahead to the future. It's really interesting because I was listening to something about the power of now and the present. Looking ahead to the future. Fear. That's what. That's what I was. about fear. So that the fear I had was knowing what's happened to me in the past, my experiences in the past, and my assumption that history is going to repeat itself. And that's the fear I was feeling. And the, the doctor doctor's given really precise... I mean, actually, I, I thought it was, it was giving a good tutorial. And they and kept on kept repeating what needs to be done and the order. Should I have been panicking at that point? <laughs> oh dear, I'm laughing now. Um, I haven't really been in a smiling mood, to, say it, to tell you the truth. But I, there you go. Um, so, he then... Okay. So, in my head... So, I had to do some mindset stuff. And I did. Because I, I knew where I was. And I am trying to think about... Times before, where I have felt stressed about the whole situation and and obviously quite anxious, and I think what happens is you tighten your muscles, you, you know. And uh, there have been occasions and a nurse has said, "Hold on to my hand," and so I've been holding the nurse's hand, squeezing it, and I'm thinking, Well, actually, When you're squeezing somebody's hand, it's very tense, isn't it? So your whole body's tense. So I'm tensed up." And I thought. You know what, I'm going to try and relax. And I think one of the things that got me through the first two nights before actually coming into hospital was actually during the night when I was in immense pain, I was playing I didn't say this, I was playing um, meditation podcasts and literally there were guided meditations and I spent the whole night just trying just focusing on those guided meditations. I suspect that's what got me through the pain those first two nights. But then I, the, 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 I didn't want to go through a third night. I was thinking, Sonia, IV paracetamol. <sighs> anyway, um, so as I was leaning over and thinking um, in a similar situation that I was in before last year and where that The doctor was not doing a very good job in my back and kept on having to take the needle out and put it back in. And I just literally decided I'm just going to focus on the here and now. I'm just going to focus on being here right now. I'm just focusing on that it will come to an end. You know, this is happening. It's happening now. And I'm just going to accept it as it is and it's going to come to an end and I'm going to be looking back and I would have got through it. Interestingly enough, um, I I would I would say other than feeling slight pressure. I did not. uh, it, It was not painful. And although he didn't get it like the first time, he, he didn't have to draw the needle out completely. But he was, he did it, and then he, he got it. And they were talking with each other all the way through. And so I had that lumbar. I mean, it seemed to go on for hours. To tell you the truth. But, um, yeah, it was. It wasn't as bad an experience that I've had in previous years i've got a ban- 've got a big sort of plaster type thing on my back, and it's been quite sore but um it's okay, so I had the lumbar puncture that I was really dreading, but didn't end up being as bad, and I wonder whether there's an element there of me just deciding to relax through it so um Yeah, so that's through the night and they start me on IV, the antibiotics and then and also the acyclovir. So that's um, Thursday night and then we're coming to Friday morning. So I think I'll stop. What I'll do is I'll stop there for this recording, part two. Oh, oh! Actually, what I wanted to do, I completely forgot. When I started this, I wanted to say that, included with sort of the symptoms that I get, um, something that I've had since uh, I think I had the second episode is my hearing. So my hearing has been affected by the, the meningitis each time, and I can tell I, I get tinnitus. And uh, it gets really bad. So actually, the interesting thing is, on the t- on the Tuesday night, when I woke, got up in Friday, Wednesday morning, I always check. I always check my ears, and I thought, oh, my ears feel kind of okay. There's not it's not like loud singing. But on Wednesday, it would really, and I thought, oh, so that's another symptom. My ears and my ears. are are are, are very sensitive to noise and stuff. One of the reasons I realised that um, I really cannot work in an open plan. Um, It's like every bit of noise, I pick pick up and it's like drones in my head. The other thing is that I seem to get is um, I get phlegm, but it's kind of a really dry phlegm, so it's like (coughs) I can't get it up. And what I thought was interesting was I was... On the Monday, Tuesday, when I went out walking, I noticed that I had this kind of phlegm, but it was really hard to get up, when usually I can just, (coughs) but it really kind of stuck. So I suspect it was kind of starting then. So I always do get that, I always get this this sort of tight, this phlegm on my chest. I don't think I said about the high temperature. I knew that I had a high temperature. It was going hot and cold. Um, and actually one of the things I kept on doing on Tuesday, was it Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, I kept on peeing, but one of the things I was do- trying to do, sort of self-help, self-help, I was thinking, I was remembering, hydrate, hydrate, so I was thinking, I need to drink, I need to drink, I was, actually I thought I was going to be healing myself, I was thinking if I drink a lot, drink a lot, maybe I can flush it out, <laughs> oh, Sonia, honestly, um, anyway, I just kept peeing. Oh my gosh. I just, every every half an hour I was going to the twi- During the night as well. Just kept, every half an hour during the night. I mean, I was in pain anyway, so I couldn't sleep. But I was going to the loo every half an hour. So no wonder I was so dehydrated by the time I got here I'm not, I'm not on Thursday. So I'm going to end it there. I'm going to end it on Wednesday. No, not Wednesday we're on Thursday we <laughs> Thursday. and then um a bit later because I'm beginning to feel tired now. It's only twenty past ten actually I've split up my day um, i'm I'm okay, I can do isolation. I kind of um I can sort of plan what i'm gonna do the yeah, hours yeah, this is something I thought about is that the way the way that I deal with being on my own here in the isolation is I I don't focus. Um, tr- actually, I don't know. I do look forward. To, I look forward to meals <laughs> um, when I'm at home because I I cook food that I really enjoy. Those are the highlights of my day. Although the highlights of, actually the highlights of my day are. The meals that I cook for myself, preparing, and the eating of the meals I cook for myself. When I go for my morning walk and I do my audio journal, that's a highlight. And also when I do my workouts. So those are things that happen during the day that are highlights. But what I try to do is, especially like I'm here in hospital, I'm not sort of here sitting and talking, oh gosh, you know, can't wait till lunchtime. and watching the clock. I don't do that. What I do is I know I know that that time is going to arrive. Oh, I'm starting to feel hot. Oh gosh, my temperature must have shut up again. Oh, I'm hot. I am hot. Anyway, know. Um. So I don't. I'm not sitting here thinking. Right. Um. Yeah, I get tired. I think this is tiring actually. It Takes me, it it just is talking. Maybe that's why I don't do much talking. <laughs> anyway, um, so I don't sit there thinking, right, three hours ago, two and a half hours ago, anything like that. I know that that time is going to come. So I know that time is going to come. Okay. It's, it's not possible, but it's going to come. So it then allows me to sort of just focus on the here and now. And I, and I focus on, right, this is what I'm going to do now. And and just and just be in, immerse myself in what I'm doing at the time. So if I'm even if I'm just lying here, and I can't really do anything, and I've got the eye mask over my and I'm just just being still, I'm I'm just in that stillness, and I just go with that stillness. And I'm surprised actually. Sometimes when I decide to kind of move up, look up, oh three quarters of an hour has gone past. So I don't really feel it. But I just... So I've been talking for the last 21 minutes. So I'm just in... I'm I'm immersed in this moment and doing what I'm doing now. I'm not worrying about the future. And I guess I'm recounting the past, but not in a way that I'm regretting or whatever. I'm just recording. I'm just... Talking about something that's happened for the here and now. So um, at the moment, I'll tell you what I'm doing at the moment. Um, whilst my head is feeling okay, um, I'm looking up. Um viral meningitis I always do this. I I've just found a podcast, an interview with a woman who, no, I shall talk about that in the next one because I'll I'll talk about that in the next one. Okay. Um, I'll speak to you soon I'll be back again later today bye for now